Welcome to The Spot with me, Afro7, your favourite pop culture critic. Today I've got my sister on the show and we're going to be discussing Drake's new album, Views. And also I'll catch up with her on her recent trip to Africa. She went to Somalia and Kenya. And we'll get into other pop culture happenings of the week. Welcome to the show, Roka. Bonjour. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm tired, but good. How was your trip? Oh, it was eventful. Where did you go? I went to Garraway in Somalia, which was just like a total lesson in, in gratitude. <laughs> How so? I mean, like, when you go to somewhere like that, you think, yo, I have nothing to complain about at mm. all. Like, it all compares just to completely illegitimate. And you just see the way that war has totally decimated um, Somalia and really just impacted it and the children there and the women and the men mm. and just the way that they've really been affected by that so uh did you cry no but you know me that's I was very so surprising because <laughs> you like to cry so. <laughs> I get very emotional I'm a total empath so I was at one point really close to tears Right, what did you see? It's not about you. What did you see? Just like the little children describing what they want to be when they grow up and knowing that in the state like that with all those kind of barriers that they're going to face, how difficult it will be and the possibility of them overcoming that. So I was so close to tears. I thought, yeah, these little children are just chilling. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then, and then you went to Kenya. Yes, I started in Kenya and then I came back to Kenya and I said to you, like, Kenya is so dope. Nairobi is amazing. I've heard some dope things about Nairobi actually and in comparison to Lagos, I think it's, it's, it's a cool city to be in. I definitely want to go. Um, I don't know when, but I think I definitely want to go to Nairobi. One of the key things I want to do, actually, is to explore Africa a bit more. Oh, you definitely should. I, I think know, right? I definitely think, if you're if you're on that list, Nairobi, Tanzania, Zanzibar, Washington, Tanzania. You've been to Tanzania? Not yet. I'm going in June. Should be on the list. You're um, quite the girl over here. I'm yeah. so jealous. But Kenya, I definitely think if you are a Lagosian, you will lo- love Kenya. You haven't been, you will love Kenya. Nairobi specifically. No, I mean, Nairobi apparently isn't the most beautiful place in Kenya, but I, I can't remember where it is. But the other but... places might be a bit too touristy. I, mm, I don't want touristy maybe, places. but Nairobi's gorgeous. It's mm. green, it's really developed. And Kenya has something that I just was so excited about, how they're thinking. Because obviously Kenya doesn't have natural resources, so they're all about, what well, they did think they did, all about manpower. And so, you know, they're making use of hydroelectricity and solar power. Mm. And I always find things like that when it comes to Africa, I'm very excited. Yeah, 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 I get that. Um, you know, welcome back home anyway. And ho- hopefully the hay fever doesn't get you. I seem to be suffering right now. It's been really lovely in the LDN, by the way. The sun's been crazy. I'm a very happy bunny. So our main topic today, Ruka, it came out what last week? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you had you had enough time to digest it. I must say straight off the bat that I got it maybe eight eight AM. And by 9 a.m. I, I had already formed an initial assessment and that's <laughs> that the album was not good enough. And the album in question, of course, is Views by Drake, uh, formerly known as Views from the Six. Um, I must confess that I was really hyped about this album. Um, it's been a long time coming, I think three years or so, mm. and it's been teased for a long time. So obviously when the album popped, when it dropped rather, 
the hype was so much that I had to cop it that day, you know, and I copped it. I listened to it and I was so disappointed. Now, I'll list out the reasons that I was disappointed. I think chief amongst those is that the album had no growth. Like, it showed no growth in the artist. I think you could have made that album at any time in between, what, the last three years. It It didn't give me anything about Toronto that I thought I didn't know already. You know, it didn't show me anything about Drake that I thought I didn't know already. Man was firmly in his comfort zone. And I think even with the waves that he was surfing away from views that didn't really come to bear on the album. Like, the, the joint with Rihanna was so comfortable. It was, like, it was like a tin can joint. The joint with the joint where he sampled a... a what's his name? Bun B's voice. It was so misplaced. And it, Pimsy, yeah. I mean, Pimsy, thank you. I think uh, 40's production is good. You know, 40 as, as an album A&R exec producer, he does his thing. Like, he knows how to tie all these strings together and make it sound as if it was all one thing. Very cohesive, yeah, thank you. However, I think it's also predictable now. You know, it's very disappointing that this was supposed to be this guy's opus, like the the zenith of the whole thing, and it, it was it was I was so disappointed, man. What did you think? Well, before we get into what I think, I think you must be extremely happy because One Dance is number one. Yo, I'm stoked about that. Like, I'm so listen. What I love most is how Whiskey has parlayed this thing. He seems to understand what it means, mm. and. I must confess that I didn't think he would. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this last last yeah, time you were yeah. here. Like he seems to understand that this is a moment that might not come around again. Yeah. And I like that he's he's kind of drawing other artists in, so he's expanding his reach across to Ghana, and maybe he might do something with. He's done something with South African artists. I think I tagged you in something, and I really love that he understands what this is, and he understands that this is a dope moment for the kind of music he does. And that that makes me so proud. Congratulations to Whiskey. Obviously, I know you don't really listen to this, but just in case you <laughs> ever do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, man! I'm really, really super proud of you, and I hope that this opens doors for many authentic Afro pop artists or Afro soul artists, whatever music they do, you know. Because I think it's really about that time, you know. So yeah, shout out to Whiskey, man. So what did you think about the album? Well, to be honest, you know, I've tried to be listening to I was listening to it on a nine-hour flight over and over, and I thought, this is actually really poor. Like, it's so poor. <laughs> I'm trying to think of ways to kind of talk about it properly. So I think how I'll start is on the track that he sampled DMX, Are You Down, I think it's called. Is you with me or are you with me? me? Yeah, or are you? And obviously, he sampled two DMX banners and just did that very lackluster, wintry, autumn-filled tune with it. And I was like, this is not what Owning the Summer is about. I really want to revisit people who I really felt within hip-hop had the summer on lock when they were making music. And obviously... No one could do that really as well as DMX, and you listen. Yeah, but there's this aggression that DMX right, has. But you listen, can't oh, right? Yeah. But you listen to DMX and his greatest hits, and you mm. think that's what summer should feel like. Yeah. And I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Drake can't um, necessarily do the gruff. Um, from well, the he doesn't business, need to, right? I mean, he doesn't. But need he's to. had summer on lock for past at least six summers, and. He's had hits, and this album doesn't have one standout hit. No, on it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I don't really understand what we're supposed to get about Canadian culture from Toronto culture, specifically. Toronto culture. 
I felt like, you know, he had this big sampling of, of Bashman and, you know, dancehall music, but not in a way that felt, I don't know, it didn't allow you to have an entry into it because, you know, artists like Popcorn, he took off. I mean, that, so I heard some backstory about Controller with Popcorn on it, and apparently Popcorn is kind of down with the OVO clip. So it wasn't supposed to be an official joint featuring Popcorn. He just tacked his verses onto the joint. Do you understand? So it was never supposed to feature Popcorn to begin with. Mm. He just tacked... I mean, the joint came out better with Popcorn, right. unfortunately for Drake. I'm but, sorry. I mean, that totally sounded to me like Drake was avoiding a renegade moment, even though we both think Chica's verse is better than any. Of course. <laughs> of course. But that's what it was, because... And if you don't know what we mean by renegade, renegade off the Blueprint album, Eminem featuring Jay-Z. A lot of people, because Eminem's flow is flashier... Reckon Eminem was better, but my sister and I of the opinion that Jay-Z came harder, but hey. And we have a second unpopular opinion with a great duet, which is Nas and AZ, obviously. We think Nas is better. Of course, AZ's verse is flashier. Visualizing the realism of life. I mean, the way he strung the words together is way, yeah, his flow was way flashier than Nas's. But then you you look at the picture that Nas is building in his verse. I'm 20. Uh, How does his verse go? Uh, I can't remember. The buck that broke, the buck that bought the bottle could have struck the lotto. Yeah. And stripping us, uh, uh, robbing foreigners, stripping yeah, them with the green, green cards. cards. Yeah. I mean, the, the the imagery is so dope. And Super. come on, man, that's that's I'm not even. But yeah, so I just felt that again, to put it back to Drake, that he was avoiding such a moment on this track. You think so? You should have just capitalized on it. Yeah, like. I'm sure to hold the kinks in his vex at Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I've seen mad YouTube clips where mad are cussing dude down in, his in tick, tick patois. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was really disappointing. And do you know who I really felt was missing from views? Mm. And I know I said it to you, was Nicki Minaj. I feel Nicki Minaj... Well, you understand her position. Yeah, right, obviously so. she can't do this album, but Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj and Drake had great chemistry they have great chemistry on track they have a different chemistry to rihanna rihanna it it feels more like siblingish you know they're very comfortable in each other's zone yeah exactly i i mean other people want to argue it i don't when i look at them together i don't see any sexual chemistry like at at all all. all. so it's it's it's, but you know one thing that really stood out to me here is how drake is still not comfortable in his own skin i mean i think a lot of people will say okay he's the guy that made us all Comfortable with emo rap, quote unquote, right? So here's this twenty-something-year-old kid who's not afraid to be a loser, quote unquote. He's not afraid to admit that he's not doing as well in love as he thinks he should, or he's not a jock. Or okay, so you've got the Drake that was all southern mm. on Take Care, exactly. riding that Lil Wayne uh, wave. Then he's on the Atlanta tip when he goes with Future. I mean, uh, uh, if uh, what's the joint called? Uh, uh, what a time to be alive! Mm. I mean, his accent, the way he was delivering it's things, was all track. southern. Yeah. It was all he was all on Future's jock on that joint. Mm. Now it comes to this, he's on a Jamaican jock. Like, look, the the thing is to me, the way he feels the need to morph into different characters on his albums betrays something in him. As much as he's comfortable, or comfortable air quotes in his in his soft man uh, steez, and he's comfortable with people memeing him up and down. 
I think he still yearns for acceptance. A hundred percent. He still yearns. He still 100%. yearns to belong to something. I agree you know what with I mean? Never. T- I mean, undoubtedly, rather, he's really elevated Toronto's music scene, and he's really burst the kind of star that yeah. other people are aping. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, it started with uh, uh, "Love Below" by Andre Three Thousand. It was continued by Kanye with "808." And then Drake really took it and made something new of it. And a lot of other younger artists are, are, are really riding that very same way. But at the end of the day, Drake still wants to be a hip-hop aficionado. He still very much wants to be accepted. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And to be honest, I will completely contest the idea that Drake is like the first emo or the birth of the emo rap. Like, the most commercial like emo Tupac rapper. Didn't exist. No, no, the most commercial emo. Tupac had a masculinity that Drake doesn't have. But that's have. what I'm saying. I mean, me. in the in the in the sense that look, Tupac's masculinity was very he was comfortable with it. In the sense that he could be Mr. Loverman, he could be revolutionary, he could be a thug, he could be crazy on tracks. And he didn't care. Right. And at no but point did you I'm... doubt his authenticity in the sense that you really believed these this guy was all these things. And that's right? why I would question what we mean with regards to Drake. What we're really talking about is Drake equals hip-hop pop that's what we mean yeah. and and hip-hop e- e- as opposed yeah, to hip-hop exactly mm. and emo music comparatively to i don't know i'm not a rock and roll expert but i guess what hard rock heads would say is is like intense real raw and emo kind of i don't know maybe pop. like a cold play right. to nine inch nails or, or something or, yeah i don't know if we're, yeah. we're getting that all wrong but personally i think drake needs to find a way to express Far more complexity in his music. I mean, he's so and, out of whack at times, and I'm right? Afraid. Even what we rate Drake for uh, with regards to his love songs, it's all so shallow put, and self-interested. Yeah, I wouldn't put Drake's. I can't really think of a Drake love song that I would put next to Method Man and Mary J. Blige. No, 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 no. Which is just really, really so even simple. Even Jay-Z's song cry. song cry is so simple but really conveys love in a way that is relatable, that seems earnest, um, that seems committed. That admits know, a fault but that, still... That, that seems, you know, right, seems contextualised. I mean, Drake's love is all about... Me, 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 me. I was gone for a minute, you know, like you should have been exactly where I left you essentially. Yeah. Like the girls, the girls are ornaments that he expects to stay where they are. He goes off be he goes off to be a superstar and when he visits home in the summer, he wants like property, he, like chattel to be quite I fair. mean precisely. Precisely. Do so you know what actually the only track I would say that didn't occur with which was actually very beautiful and very beautifully written and perhaps in that you can tell that there is some sort of, you know, like, love and sensitivity there is is his um, duet with Rihanna. Um, oh, yeah. I'll be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. What is it called again? I can't remember. Oh, I love that line. Really when the bag is just seems so heavy. Yeah, yeah, that was very beautiful. Oh, I, I love very, that song. I wonder if he wrote it because uh, I don't think Drake wrote well, it. Well, I hope he did. I don't think he wrote well, it. He, I don't well, think he wrote I it. I mean, did. I think it's it's evident with his albums, right? Uh, uh, Take Care, which is definitely my favorite Drake album, had uh, uh, The Weekends and Premature all over it, okay? Um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Say what you will about Quentin Miller, but Quentin Miller's signature was all over that joint. And... To me, it's no surprise that the standout performance on Views was by Division. 
Mm. I mean, it's it's. This is one thing I do rate him for. However, Drake will allow if he doesn't feel threatened by an artist, he will allow the artist a platform on his record. Yeah, yeah. He, he did that for Kendrick, for Kendrick on Take Yeah, he's done it for Division on on this joint, yeah. and Division killed killed yeah, the feature. So I mean, oh, what's that joint called? Yeah, so the one the one with the one with Rihanna. Yeah, so I mean that that's really I think that the only track with regards to this genre that he's supposed to be at this at the at the height of. Um, that you know, I think is is really up there. And what's sad about this album is it really is so safe. I think that's what betrays yeah, it more than anything. So. It's not a bad album. It's not like trash. it's a boring album. It's just boring. And it's I think particularly album. in the time that we've been so spoiled musically when it comes to you know people really expressing themselves and just thinking about what they want to do with music at the moment. And that's whether we think about Kanye West, Beyonce, Rihanna, Kendrick. You know, to be honest with you, I even feel like Big Sean and Schoolboy Q have done more interesting things with hip hop. Schoolboy Q is so slept on. Right? Than Drake has. And, you know, we keep talking about this one million sales in six days. Hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion Apple bought a whole load. Well, that's nothing new, like I said to you. Yeah, no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So that can't just be the story. That can't be the narrative he's trying to spin. When Look, Apple, do you know, what you don't understand is Apple, 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 Apple ponied up for Drake because he gives them a particular gravitas yeah. that they needed. Yeah. So you mean to tell me you think that Apple will let man be the face of apple music and not have and him not have a blowout first week are you serious no, of course not but what i'm saying is that when people come for jiggers net passing them all oh, your music is so commercial blah 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 he came back with the blueprint which is a classic and you know people can keep comparing jay-z and drake at this point in his career and i'm sorry jay-z arguably has hmm, what do i think Three classics. No, I'd say four. four. So RD, definitely a classic. The Black Album, definitely a classic. Um, uh, uh, the Blueprint, definitely a classic. I mean, it's argued back and forth for me. Personally, Volume 1 is a classic. It, it depends on, on your view. But to me, Volume 1, he took that big willy lyricism to another level. Well, I, I would it. say personally for me, Reasonable Doubt is a classic. The Black Album is a classic. Um, the blueprint is a classic, and you know people might feel like, "Wow, well, what are you saying right now?" But American Gangster, is American Gangster, oh yes, how can I forget? So that? you know that is the the quality of music Jigger has been producing, and I'm sorry, but I don't think that Drake has produced anything. But he's not Drake, right? you know. There's well, a there's a you know there's a there's a there's a there's a joke that goes around. It. There's a joke that goes around and says, "Oh." um Guys are working at OVO factory. So that's Moji yeah. <laughs> before he ran his mouth off. Yeah. That was Quentin Miller before his cover was blown. So it's it's Drake is like a one man boy band, essentially. So there's a there's a machine behind him. You know, team I personally, may I just say, I'm a very snobbish hip hop head. Like I like pure lyricism. I like to know that the lyrics that the artist is spitting came from his pen. I know that's probably unrealistic now. But that I like to know. If that's not the case, I never want to know. Do you understand? And whether we like to admit it or not, the fact that we know Quentin Miller exists has dented Drake's image. Because people who didn't like this album, what was what was the chief joke? Mm. He needs better writing. He needs to get 
to call the writing back. And I also find Drake, as you will know, I think is important to say I am a Josie stan. And so as am I. I find Drake's disrespect quite um, jarring, particularly if he's not going to bring it you know, on the tracks, like, I want to understand, I just, I, I know you don't agree, and maybe we could talk about it, but I think he needs to part ways with 40 for a minute. I think 40 as a chief producer, the, definitely. I think, I think 40 as a chief producer needs to end. I think he needs to, gonna keep it real. he doesn't want to take those chances. Yeah, well, I don't know why, because that is the way that he's going to be able to push himself. No, he, do, he doesn't want to, this is the thing, that, I realised, like, when, when I was they're busy getting mad about how this album was such a wasted opportunity because you think about it, he was coming he was coming from that battle with Meek mm. he was riding so very mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. and this was his time to really release an album that justified all that hype and he chose to rest on his laurels but if we think about it nobody's talking about back to back take care of course it's called take care are called yeah. like they're talking about an ether or a cannabis. I mean, back, listen, back to back is actually it was, just a was, was a great stru- song for the moment. Right. It's not going to be a classic battle record. Yeah, it was yeah. a great song for that moment. I mean, it's not an ether. It's not a takeover. It's not a hit em up. It's not a who shot you. No, it's none of that. I mean, it doesn't it's, have you know, that sort of. Thing. And so I just feel like, mm, you know, what? Anyways, part of it is obviously the change in music at the moment. Um, you know, obviously we can talk about. You know, it might be worth it. Uh, Skepta and 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 oh, Drake, yo, Drake is, yeah, Drake. Did you cut that? Yeah. So well, I streamed it. <laughs> <laughs> but Drake. I is, think you'd uh, like to know that I actually subscribed to Apple Music. Woo woo! I, I bit my words. It's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Drake is a diasporic artist. I think. You know, Coming we, from we, t- we look, Toronto is that. as diverse, if not more diverse than London. Yeah, okay, uh, well, if not more that, di- it's more diverse than London. No, no, it's more okay, diverse. well, it's pretty diverse. Okay, it's a melting pot, and in in urban black culture, the chief culture is the West Indian culture, and I think Jamaican culture, Jamaican culture in particular. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what he was looking to bring to bear on the album. He's embraced that Toronto in him, like what from like maybe. Uh, if you're reading this, it's mm. too late. Yeah. Like he really brought that to the fore. You know, maybe perhaps he felt comfortable enough to explore that. I think a trip to the LDN also helped. Yeah, like so those trips because I see some people um, on Very Smart Brothers arguing about the line where he says on the track, uh, "My girls are spiced like David Beckham's," right? And they're like, "What does it even mean?" I'm like, obviously, there's such London slang for a spice being like a really fine woman. <laughs> so you know, those sorts of reference, or I'm OT, which is out of town, mm-hmm. very much again mm-hmm. London slang. Mm-hmm. And you know, beyond um, that discussion about even just the, the influence of like Jamaican culture or, or like Jamaican urban culture on 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 music generally even if you talk about hip-hop it's there that imprint is there mm. um but thinking about like someone like Skepta the child of Nigerian immigrants um and the impact that like Nigerian music and Nigerian culture Nigerian British culture. it's nascent culture. I think it's Nigerian culture right. in, in London specifically it's it's just getting more confident I think in the past what three four years has really been grounded as part, you can identifiably now say Nigerian culture is part of London culture. Like, Absolutely. when I when I was a kid and in school, you couldn't say that. And I think our music is a large part of that. 
I don't actually think it's music. I think music is almost like an extension of that. I think the reality is the numbers, isn't it? Like, well, there's the numbers, and there's also being able to sell the culture. Yeah, so we kind of when you can when people can pay money for a culture or or or, or an aspect of a culture, then it's cool enough. Well, that's true, but I think what happened is obviously. There were far more of us than, yeah, than yeah. any really kind of group of, of, of black British mm-hmm, people mm-hmm, in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, increasingly, that's the, that's the trend that's going in. So people got proud of themselves, isn't it? And instead of hiding it, well, um, well, kind well. of embraced and, it. I, and I think him coming here and seeing that the Toronto culture that he knew was this part for the course over here gave him some kind of confidence. Exactly. And you know, honestly speaking, I was looking for that on the album. Not necessarily an LDN tip, but like that confidence, that's something new, that's something fresh, you get. And I think by the time I listen to Views, um, One Dance is already still. And it's not like One Dance is the best joint I've ever heard, but it was already still. So I wasn't able to feel that, oh, wow, he did this, you get. And Pop Style, to me, when it dropped, I didn't like it, and I still didn't like it's it on awful. the album. It's so it's, it's not. Awful. I mean, okay, on the album, I like Western Roll Slows, I like, uh, what's that slow jam called? Fire, Fire and, Desire. and Desire. And I think I like one other song on that tip. I like... On a 20-track um, joint. Is it called Redemption? I think it is. I don't like any of him singing, even mm-hmm. though lyrically, I think... Uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 is it Hype? Yeah. I think he's singing on Hype. Uh, uh, Magic Jordan wrote Hype and produced it. One of, one of Magic Jordan wrote and produced Hype. So I think that's why lyrically it was probably a bit better than the rest of his singing songs uh, joints on the album. But I, I really like Western Road Flows. But his lyrics have really taken a dive, you really, really I really, I, I think, I think definitely, if, you know, guys in the OBO factory probably need to earn their bread a bit better. But to kind of just before, I know like we discuss something else, but before we type, what I do think Drake should be rated for at the moment is he is that glue. He's kind of created that transatlantic link, isn't it? Like Caribbean Northern America. Because he's not bound by and, the same chains that Africa. And obviously, yeah. he came in the game like, who's this Toronto boy thinking he can rap? And he's subverted that and said, you know, like, I'm not chasing after you people no more. Mm. Even though he needs that American cosign to maintain the level that he's at, there's no way that can be avoided. I mean, and if he wasn't accepted, that, he wouldn't right, have sold. He, have he, needed, he needed Lil Wayne's cosign right, to sell. He wouldn't I mean, have the not, clout that he that's, does. That's not debatable. But then to come here and bring that kind of very diasporic African and, and kind of Caribbean music thing to... The world is something amazing. And to be honest, it was only Rolling Stones review that picked up on that. So it was Rolling Stones. And you know, American that, reviews tend to be, well, with the exception of Rolling Stones, tend to be very insular. Exactly. So if, it, if it's not us, then it's They're really not nothing. Interesting. We're not interested in it. So. Whereas Rolling Stones really did pick up on the fact that he's got Afro-pop on the album, he's got Bashman on the album. He's Bashman got, light, because it's not really yeah, Bashman. No, I, think, I, think, I think he had a chance. I don't know if Drake ever wants to be that guy who really goes the whole, the whole, the whole nine. I think he, he's very comfortable to dip his toes in the pool. And it's to say he's been there and he's done it. You know, I don't think it was ever really... Made. Perhaps that's why Pop Khan didn't make the album. Like, he wasn't ready to go that whole nine. And after all, he's a pop star. Very much so. Yeah, not in, this, not in the same vein as Kanye. Thing. Because Kanye is a pop star. But Kanye is also very much, I'm going to do what I want to do kind of artist. Drake isn't that kind of artist. He's a machine. Yes. And, and, yes. and the production house needs to get its money back. Yes. You know, so. And I mean, as I said... Um, 
yeah, on that trend, you've got pop stars who do have, oh, excuse me, a conveyor sense of autonomy on their music, and I think, for example, it doesn't strike me as Rihanna one of did that on this album. Yo, listen, I, I, think, I think Auntie slept on. I don't think Auntie has gotten the praise that actually deserves. Because I actually think that is an excellent piece of work. Having sat on the two pieces of work now, I think Beyonce's album is two weeks old, and I think Beyonce's album is, 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 is an epic in and of itself to go into a bit. It, as a visual oral piece yeah. is going to be studied and thought about for a long time but sonically quality of the songs and like an album I actually think Anti uh, Rihanna is, has is always better. been in all yeah. honesty I do think Rihanna is a better audio artist than Beyonce yeah, but I, I think obviously Beyonce is the, the performer the, yeah, the entertainer the but of... in terms of because I'm not a fan of Beyonce's music and in all honesty I only became a Rihanna uh, fan when I listen to what's the what's that other album? The one with um uh, maybe loud? No. No uh watch it all for now. Oh, um yeah, the the yeah. last one. Yeah, the the, the the last one before yeah. Anti. So that's when I became a proper Rihanna fan, like I knew I could consume her music. Yeah. And that was a really dope. And album I think to that's me. that she really to me as an artist is conveying like the journey of adulthood, you know, yeah. and really finding a voice and a sense of autonomy, whilst obviously being savvy enough to think I have to make money, you know, of and course. I've still got a crowd to please and I think she comparatively because you know people always say when you say oh there's no good music they do bring up this list of really esoteric artists and I think she's somebody who's I mean it's weird people always say Gaga is Madonna I think Rihanna is the Madonna totally and with all due respect Rihanna is the Madonna like you're, you're limited vocally you're limited as a performer however however you you totally embody the times in which you were and you have to find them yeah you have to define them yeah precisely and I remember one of your old school um, Trace magazines at the time people still thought Tierra Marie was gonna she was like signed to rock at the same time, yeah. time right mm-hmm. and they thought she was gonna blow she they thought she was a new no because, because and I because remember in she... that article she said I wanna be the black Madonna and I, I definitely think she's kind of achieved that and that was before Good Girl Gone Bad mm. Before that, I think very much when she came aware. to her own creative yeah, sense herself, her own creative sense herself, you can tell. I mean, obviously, she's also a product. You know, let's let's not get it twisted. However, Clearly. even if she's a product, she wears it so much better. It all seems so spontaneous, so off the hook. So and I'd, I'd, so I'd posit, I'd posit that she was a product who's now taken a level of control over her. Even her if production. that's not the case, even if that's well, not I mean, the case, the way the, the way it looks. Is that right? And it is the case. I mean, you know. like Juka says, she's managed to own her her, ma- her masters. masters. That's that's a, that's a dope move. Look, Ten look years what, what's we're talking about a, a DMX on Drake's album. DMX expressed his dislike, his very strong dislike of Drake's oh, music and Drake as an artist. Mm. And it's almost spiteful that Drake would put man on his record, knowing that DMX does not fuck with him because DMX does not own his masters. So that really, in a sense, shows her savviness, shows her level of autonomy. She's certainly, she's she's certainly clever, a clever businesswoman. Yeah, and yeah. I just think she deserves a lot more credit. And I think... Man, yo, Auntie's a dope album. Kind of thinking to what we discussed last week. Um, we never kind of give women artists no, that we same don't. level of, I think of we space don't. of thoughtfulness and consciousness. We never rate their creativity. I think the reason so much ink is spilt on Beyonce is how much space... And basically that acumen, do you know what I mean? Everyone exactly. Beyonce it's, how much, it's how much space she takes in pop culture. 
Yeah. You know, Rihanna is very much a tabloid artist. Not no disrespect to her artistry, you know, outside of being a cover girl and all that, whatever have you. But she snapped everywhere. She's everywhere. She's very much a party girl. She's very comfortable with her sexuality. She's very, you know, she she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't apologize. She's relatable. For it. Yeah, yeah and she's like the homie. She, at the same time, she's very comfortable being a home girl. Mm-hmm. She's very down to earth. Yeah. She might smoke weed. She might cry. Yeah. But Beyonce has seemed very aloof, godlike. Almost. Yeah. Precisely, yeah. like some sort of pop demigod. Yeah, you know. So it was nice to see some vulnerability. It was absolutely. But I love hearing Beyonce swear. I don't like. I like when I hear Beyonce use cuss words. It's like whoa. But then, with, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I think that's what Drake hasn't done yet. He hasn't. Like, and you know, I'm not really entirely convinced. I'm interested in Kendrick's latest music direction. But what I will say is that he felt like you know, I'm just going to do my thing. And I think Drake has to afford himself the space to really just do something. I think you're assuming that he has a level of depth sales. that he might not have. Well, okay. I, I mean, I think I think with with all due respect, sometimes I think what we want, we kind of we kind of imprint onto the artist. Drake might this might be his deepest That's level. That's absolutely. This fair. might be yeah. everything he's got to give. Julia. So I mean, I think it would be a shame when his peers talk about Jermaine Cole. He always makes very conscious music. You know, but it's, it's still cool, even though I don't fuck with him. But people who like him swear by the guy. Kendrick lyrically, he's 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 beyond compare, yeah. really, to be honest. But his music is so cerebral that it that goes language, over a lot yes. of heads. You know, so that to me is a problem. Drake straddles the perfect center. You know, however, he's refused to grow up. Yeah, that, and that's really a shame. And you know, I think. I think, you know, this is obviously me playing pop psychologist right now, but the isolation that he's facing with regards to his peers and maybe if he's disrespected is making him just get super cocky with it. Do you know what I mean? I and the fact I that Little Wayne has really fallen off. Right, I think that has yeah. had some kind of yeah, deleterious effect on him. Yeah. Because, I mean, I saw he said something like, I see Beyonce, Beyonce released her thing last week. Like, dude, come on, sit down a moment. <laughs> that was really culturally impactful in mm-hmm. a way, views or whatever it's called. Cannot be, cannot be because he's not that kind of artist, you know. So, I mean, that's that's all that. I I I copped views. I was disappointed. So that's life. Um, yeah, moving on. Really, what TV shows have you been watching these days? I've been watching Underground. So dope. Yeah, it's Underground is a show on WGN, I think, an yeah. American an American TV show, uh, TV station. Underground is essentially about some slaves who escape the plantation. And their journey or adventures towards freedom, you know. So, it's not as gut wrenching as perhaps you might imagine it should be. Yeah. However, it's a delight. I mean, I, I love it. I catch it every week. It comes on, and I will really, really highly recommend it. And whilst watching Underground, I was thinking, you know, I consume a lot of American culture and history and whatever have you, and I was mildly disturbed by that. It's weird, but I was mildly disturbed by it. Yeah. I, I realize how much of an impact it has in my way of thinking, in my way of viewing the, the world. world. Yeah. yeah, so I was, mm, momentarily I was like, mm. but then I thought, you know what, this is a story that we don't see told that often. Forget about hearing, we don't see it being told. So I was grateful for Underground in that moment, but I think after Underground, I'm going to dedicate some time into consuming British and Nigerian, Nigerian not so much, I think, <laughs> British TV shows because I sort of I think I need to detox from from that American triumphalism a little bit. It just it's, totally, it's totally, totally is like mm. 
American dominance on, on kind of culture and generally. But I think underground, what it really does is talk about that story of, of resistance, um, which we don't really hear very often when it comes to enslaved people. And, you know, we don't really discuss or know anything about the Underground Railroad other than the myths and Harriet Tubman. And you know how I feel about what's going to happen to Harriet Tubman's uh, legacy. And I know what you now, feel about that. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on but, that. But it's complicated. I don't think it's all bad. But anyways, still, it's a great show. Check it out. Journey McSmoley is in it. And she's really developing as an actress. As, oh, yeah, right. And all this Hodge. And mm, 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 he is so fine. He's so very, just very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> very very handsome like his body his look everything about him even is, just is for that so little good. bit i candy alone yeah check yeah. that out i mean for for like um and i watch game of thrones of course i know you don't really dig that but i don't know if you guys have read marlon james any book but have you read any book by no, but i see that he's keep gonna telling be doing... you to read the book of night women and no i have resisting. started i have started the book of night women. did you see the first did you see the first yeah page? and i know that he's actually going to be doing writing a book or a series on Yoruba mythology yeah um, i mean in it's a game of the Yoruba game of thrones and i'm so stoked about that like i'm so excited i, I think there is there there in the african story air quotes again because there isn't one story but in in relation to how we connect with peoples of the diaspora i think we don't tell it ever yeah. you understand we don't really tell it ever so if nigerians specifically in this case refuse to tell their own story in a, in a way that can be sold and consumed by a lot of people as opposed to in a very esoteric manner because they're like nollywood to me is is almost all crap and the reason I say this is out of impatience because I feel like we're we're not progressing as fast as we should be. We're still we're still rehashing the same storylines, still retelling the same cliches. Like we don't see other people's films. Like 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 we don't consume what other people have done. You know, it's, it makes me very impatient, and it I hate the way it reinforces stereotypes and and the status quo. I don't think it's doing us any good. So the fact that Marlon James a non-Nigerian, so to speak, is going to bring this Yoruba fantasy situation to life. It gives me a lot of joy, and I'm, and I'm really stoked about that. Yeah, so, I mean, Marlon James in himself, he's, he's Jamaican, isn't he? Yes, yes, And he I think it's really important, again, coming back to what seems to be a theme through our discussion today, of thinking about that, that diaspora element. And it would be very good, I think, to see um, West Africans specifically taking a leadership in this space. Um, I definitely think there's so much to be revisited there and retold. And not even, obviously, something like Nigeria and thinking about the closeness and the links that exist across the diaspora and how that sure. has been owned and um, contextualised for a lot of different groups. And so that, that is what we're missing, that context. Will, that will context, you've hit, you've hit the nail on the head, context. So I think that will be really important to see. Um, but also I just think we should really get to supporting African artists across the board. And I will say African, because unlike my sister, I do think Nigerians can be far too jingoistic and my exactly America of Africa. And <laughs> at least at least in theory. And inability <laughs> it's not in practice. To kind of really engage with other 
art from different parts of the, of um, the continent. With all due respect, I'm all about Nigeria. I won't even front. Well, oh, that's lie. really when, a when, when, Yeah, when it comes to, I really do feel that we have contributed so much in terms of sports, music, film, Yeah, but there's always TV. the same way you just spoke about the kind of limitations that can come from just consuming American culture. Well, I want to consume think, more yeah, advanced Nigerian yeah, culture. So, I so, haven't had enough well, yet. I, I think, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think in order to really create good art, you must expose yourself to the influences of other I mean, spaces. but seriously, Nigerians and are probably the most travelled Africans. No, so I think there's sort of preaching no, not being funny, but I think really you've got real interesting work coming out of Senegal at the moment. Really okay. interesting. Especially we haven't, in we haven't even discovered all the Nigerian do, artists But what yet. I'm trying to Why say to be you... Looking for no, the Senegalese? I mean, they should what? come and look for us. No, that's yes. such a ridiculous thing they to say. They should come and look Primarily for us. What do you, how many people are there in Senegal? If you want to create better Nigerian art, you need to go outside of Nigeria. That's alone. right. We need that's to go to just, America. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> the US, the UK. You need to really <laughs> think about <laughs> what's look, happening. with all due respect, there's nothing Africans really have to Tola, I think as you're saying this right now, you, you're just being... I'm very bit, happy with what I'm saying because... I've, I really do feel, no, in all seriousness, I really do feel we need to be looking westward, okay? The other Africans can look at us, but we need to be looking westward. Well, I will categorically say this is absolutely ridiculous. Of course you should say that. I mean, if you didn't say that, I'd be very and, surprised. Um, I, I'm somebody who's really actually invested in... Yeah, because in, you're combo. No, 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 it's not to do that. I am actually invested in, in West African cultural production generally I'm interested in Nigerian cultural production I'm of course interested in Nigerian cultural production and that's the reason I think you know you do that through sharing and exchange as well as of course capitalising on what's coming out but I would encourage um, African artistic sharing and swapping and I would say if we think about what's interesting I think I agree I think I agree before you you go off I think I agree, wait. I think I agree. However, I do think in Nigeria we need a stronger footing before we start all this. Wait, listen, agree or disagree? To me, this is the way I feel. And I'm speaking from a totally Nigerian perspective now. Um, I think our art scene is still in its its, its, uh, nascent stages. And I think we need a stronger grounding. We need a, a better system of funding. We need a better system of consumption. We need a better system of distribution. But that's a separate, need, that's a yeah, separate look, discussion. These, it is, I grant you. It is. About but where... these wait, these are the things that concern me. So when you're talking about Senegal, Senegal Senegalese art receives steady patronage from the French. So it's not, they've got steady cash coming in. Well, I, yes, think, the thing they is, do. I think you're right. Nigeria doesn't have yeah, that. No, so that's, that why I, that's why I am, I am saying, as a Nigerian, the consumption of Nigerian art, not just visual art, art in all its forms, is more of a concern to me than all this kumbaya what, African what, no, and what, across the Zambezi. We're no, having no. two different discussions here, and maybe this is something to discuss when I visit your show next. But the reality is there's a different discussion about production and consumption. Are there any other happenings yes. on the pop culture scene this week? Because, I mean, I see that Rob, Rob Kardashian and... Black China or getting married or having a baby or something? I must say to you, I absolutely <laughs> don't have anything <laughs> to say on that. Yo, and listen, I, I do have something to say about that. I think, culture, I think this, this has reached peak ridiculousness, okay? And I'm not saying this because I think I'm better than anybody. However, 
how can we continue to be hoodwinked by this Kardashian circus? Like it's it's such a circus now that it's so see-through. We know it's fake. Everything about them is scripted. Everything about them is geared towards making money. And listen, get your money. Get yours. Do you understand? But I hate how it's playing out like it's life. You know, and I and I hate how people are saying, Oh, Black China won. No, she's a pawn in a fucking game. And she's playing her position. She didn't win shit. She might get money from it. And I am certain she's gonna get lots of money from it. However, I'm just I'm just really amused by how we're consuming this tomfoolery. You know, to be honest, it's of no surprise to me. Because I even actually wonder if China actually is pregnant. What does it matter? She can always lose the baby in the next episode. We know there's gonna be a miscarriage story. That's already been What does it matter? You know? Um, and and I guess it's a way for them to to really capitalise on our interest interest (laughs) and the ridicule. And, you know, we really see how people, if we look at kind of like the Tua Savage story, we really get to Did you keep up with that? Yeah, I really did. Did you see her interview? interview. How heartbreaking was that? Yeah, exactly. And, you you know, like how she really puts on blast that, you know, like you just do not know what people are going through. You cannot face it. Do you know what what really struck me with that interview? The length she had to go to. How much, I mean... Unfortunately, the journalist was a joke, you know, so the interview, it wasn't as, I think she, she could have, she could have framed it better. She could have said more, but she could have said the same, but differently mm. had she been interviewed by a proper journalist. Mm. However, it kind of hurt me how much of herself she had to bear so that her story could be relatable to people. It's true. Because you know our culture, once you say a woman is cheating and she doesn't cook, that's it. That is it. You know, oh, she's a terrible wife. No one like he was cheating. So you only slapped her once. You know, it's once a man says a woman was cheating, evidence or none, and she wasn't cooking, it's finished. So the guy knew exactly which button she, uh, he needed to push. And she had to sit there and bear her entire marriage out on national, on, on worldwide web, just so we could see her side of the story one and two and empathize with her exactly. it was it made me really sad but it was necessary i mean it was entirely necessary and i'm glad she did it because she needed to win the narrative back the guy was really out to ruin her and she and that's a shame is that you know like that's what upsets me about the whole china thing is that you know like something like that she tina salvage is in the midst of going through it at that moment for real and in her mind as well as the breakdown of her marriage and her husband attempting to commit i mean the, suicide, the, 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 the dent in her public persona right but that's it so she had to consider what's happening to her personally but think you know this guy's not about to mess my check up <laughs> why should he if he's, better, if he's bringing no money in no no absolutely so, so the main she, source of income he's about to fuck with it no so but she, so that's why know, she had to kind of get in front of that narrative so she, she doesn't have, even have the room or time just to think how am i going to deal with this heartbreak and in the same way linking it back to that kardashian question i've just seen for example that they've released the image of lamar when he was in uh, a coma he's also and, 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 and he seems asking, to be winning we're asking well no he's ill we're asking why he's drinking again you know so these sorts of things do you know if they're nigerian they yeah, say that he's been jazzed i don't know we will see where china is in a few years huh? <laughs> i mean look the whole thing just makes me sick Ati Caitlin, Ati Kim, Ati whoever, I don't care. They all just make me sick because it's really so bizarre. fake, it's, it's really so bizarre. ridiculous. And I can just imagine Chris with her glasses perched on her nose, crafting storylines for them to play out 
on the world stage. But I'm like, you know, as much as I feel like Chris Jenner is a bit of a weirdo, we have to really She's getting her about, money. Well, not even just that, but is it like, is it Chris Jenner or is this Bravo and ETV? What does it matter? I know, but then it does matter because then you what? think... No, it's a symbiosis, Rookie. They craved fame. Bravo ETV was a vehicle for them to achieve what they were craving. They make money for Bravo. Bravo makes money for them. It's a symbiosis. There's no point saying, oh, who is it? No, they're all in it together. I believe that at the stage, they're powerful enough that if Bravo or E came to them with something they didn't want to do, they'll tell them to get lost. Because I just thought, right as soon as I saw it do this, I thought, come on, this is so low. You were spinning together this story of the heartbroken near widow, and now you put the dude's image like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he's a full-grown adult. No, but he's, he's ill. He's an well, addict. He's an addict. I'm sorry. I Look, I'm glad that Lamar didn't die, but my sympathy for him expired the moment I saw him back with that Kardashian lady. Like, it's like, okay, you're clearly a sucker for punishment, so keep suffering. Keep at it, because he's getting some checks from the shenanigans. He's getting some checks from the charade. So it's it's obviously he's quite happy with it. I mean, I like Lamar as a basketballer. <sighs> now he's a bloody Kardashian to be. I mean, seriously, yeah, look sad. the whole China thing for all you ladies out there that think it's a dope way and she's winning. Look, I'm not even gonna preach to anybody. If you're gonna enjoy, enjoy. It's it's a soap opera. It's playing out in front of us. Just don't really think it's real life, you know. It's not. Well, it is people's real life, and it's private. Who's and real I would life? Say, is it? Whatever. Even if it's even if it's an exaggerated part, these people are doing all these deeds to create this storyline. And I would just say, like, to our savages, to our savages' experience is almost a cautionary tale that you know this stuff is just not all it. Cracked up to me. I mean, I, I really love and liked it to her. I really wish her well. Amen. And uh, do you know what really made me sad, though? When they got married, she said, oh, Tunji, that's the, that's the fellow, has taken away my shame. You know, because I think she might have been, what, 32, 3, when they got married. And people were already teasing her that she was getting old. You know how, you know how cool Nigerians can be sometimes. So the marriage is like an affirmation of her desirability, of her womanhood, of her personhood, almost. You know, even though she was a star, there was still this big cloud over her because she wasn't married. So homie took away that shame only to put her into this into this hole that thankfully for her she was able to dig herself out of. But um just be careful out there, man. You know, and and just do your thing and stay in your own lane, man. <laughs> Operate by your own clock. So there's a police station around here. That's why you always have the sirens. It's, you know, it's not like I live in a neighborhood of criminals or something. Anyway, yeah, you know, operate your life according to your own clock. We all have our own burdens to bear. Nobody's living that perfect story, that perfect life, you know. So, yeah, man, that's it. Rooker, how's it looking for you during the week? Uh, I'm just excited because Underground's coming on in a couple of days. I'm back in the city for a while. And it's my birthday soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite Gemini twin. Well, Gemini is... In yeah, we are yeah. the Gemini twin. And uh, <laughs> it's my birthday soon as well. Two weeks after Um I'm looking forward to Game of Thrones. Um, I'm not really loving the season so far. I think it's all a bit hasty and a bit patchily cut. But, hey, I love watching it. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to reviewing Brymo's new album. I got that today. And yeah, I'm looking forward to mix, uh, Whiskey's mixtape dropping. You know, he's been teasing it a lot, so I'm getting quite amped for that. And yeah, man, that's just it. That's it for this week. Take care of yourself, guys. Love and light to you all. And we're out. Peace. Ciao.